One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. How are we all doing? Yeah, we are live with another episode of Chain Wrestling. Have we not got a little intro video this week? I mean, you want me to put it? Thought we'd, we'd freestyle it, but I can always put it just to... Just well, it threw me, like, it threw me. I didn't know who... <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, we're live, right? I forgot to click on it, but here we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Bloody we're good so start professional. By me. Bloody oh, good start by oh, me. We are so good at this podcast and live video streaming lark, ain't we? No, we're terrible at it. We absolutely, absolutely. wing it every week. <laughs> the utmost... Pro- I was even on time today, mate. Barely. Barely on yeah. time. Barely on time. Barely on time. Okay. I just got a message in the chat already from my wife saying I'm very bright. So should I do that? Is that... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> It's a Halloween episode already. That's not... Uh, no, I don't know. I basically, I've got a new light, and I don't know how to work it. So, is that better? That's a bit better, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit better. I mean, yeah. the dark one was cool. The dark one was cool. Can I just turn it off again so you can't see me? Oh. Hang on. Green. There we go. This is going to make brilliant audio when the podcast comes out later in a week, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're already getting grief in the chat, sir. Um, oh. Bright sign, hatless mags. Holy shit, Hatless Mag's live. Wow, <laughs> Sai, you are brat. Yes, finally time for that aero bar been saving. Oh, we absolutely love our audience. You guys are the absolute best. To be fair. Hatless Mag's, again, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm never going to not wear a hat again. To be fair, when, grief. When, when we sort of met up in the, what do they call it? Like the, the, it says studio, studio. It? Yeah. beforehand, before we go live. I said to you, I can see the top of your head and it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but okay, looks all right, mate. You got more hair than I imagined. Oh well, thanks. I mean, I did. I, we've spoke many times about how I had it in the Braun Strowman style, really, really long. But yeah, yeah but you said you, had a, you said you had a long ponytail. I didn't imagine you had anything on top. I don't Do you think it started at the back? Well, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I didn't expect to see that, that's all. Jesus Christ, I've never been so insulted in my life, and we are two minutes 47 seconds of recording. <laughs> well, stick around, mate, stick around. We'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> oh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sai. Uh, a Radio Techers production. I am Sai, and joining me as always is the corporate ministry to my ignoring my responsibilities, the triple threat to my crippling debt. Seriously, so many. Oh, I'm skint. Um, <laughs> a podcaster who very much likes Shane McMahon at No Mercy 1999, loves the freeway, the podfather himself, the prince of Paddyham, Mr. Mags. How are we doing, sir? 
I am doing brilliant. And firstly, kablam, obviously, we'll get that get that in there. Whilst we can copyrighted, yeah, I'm doing really, really well. Um, been a, a fun uh, week. I was on an episode of uh, Unbooking the Territory with our good friends uh, Rob and Dan, uh, and they uh, got me a, a cheeky little intro video, which I, I don't want to spoil the show because it's not being released yet, but I was absolutely blown away by it. Uh, they got someone to do a, an intro for me, and it was absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I'm still uh, flying high off that. And we also recorded a, another special episode for, for uh, Unbooking the Territory. They, they're covering the... The simulcast from uh, when Raw and WCW went uh, head to head, and Vince McMahon was on on both shows. Uh, so oh, okay. me, me and James from the that Nancy's Wrestling Pod covered the WWF show, and uh, Rob and Dan are covering the WCW show. So it's uh, cool to be uh, involved in that. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, been a, a fun old week. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Busy, busy, busy as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's been okay. Yeah, it's been all right, mate. It's been all right, you know, working. That's about it, really. Um, oh, brilliant. Do, yeah, didn't really do much the weekend, but I'm happy enough, bud. I'm happy enough. Just look forward to our Monday nights with our with our wonderful people in the chat, eh? Our fantastic listeners, stroke viewers, or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm just so blown away. I've, I've been saying it over and over again uh, on the podcast that I've been a part of. How amazing our our uh, friends and and uh, followers and and pe- just people in the chat just bring bring us loads and loads of fun and joy on Mondays. Uh, so let's quickly go through some of the people uh, yep. who were here. Uh, Dan Griffin. Uh, at the aforementioned Dan Griffin as part of their Unbooking the Territory podcast. Um, he says, evening. Slags off the fact I've got no hat on. <laughs> your good lady. Wow, your brat. Uh, yeah, I think I've adjusted that okay now. I, know it's a bit, I think it's a bit better, isn't it? Maidstone's very own Scottish Danny uh, here in the chat as well. Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop. Thank you for, for uh, showing up, sir, even though you have come to abuse. Charlie mm-hmm. in the chat as well. Uh, hello, Charlie. So yeah, we've got a uh, plenty of a uh, plenty of uh, fun in chat. The dark light, and he says, is for something for chain wrestling after dark. Look, listen, that's coming. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, Charlie saying they had a, a whole mint arrow yesterday. I think it was. Well, I'm sorry, Charlie, but I, we can't be friends anymore, unfortunately. So, um, sorry to, to to spoil that for you. Um, yeah, and uh, already the the chat over uh, are mingling between themselves. Sharon saying, "I didn't go to watch his daughter play football. She scored twice, like the last time that he missed it." Yep. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I'm a jinx. I'm a jinx. I think when I'm not there, lived as well. The couple of the games I've gone to, she's lost or she hasn't played particularly well herself. So you're bad luck. Yeah, looks that way, mate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it so, looks like that way, yeah, with the light and the uh, the, the shiny forehead. It does look that way. It's shiny now. Stop it. All right, mate, come on. <laughs> uh, so where do we want to go first, Magsy? Should we go to Twitter or shall we uh, spill the beans on our plans for our Halloween episode? Yeah, I think we should do that. I think before we, we go into... Uh, into the non-wrestling topic and, and the the match. Let's uh let's uh tell the the good people in the chat and the good people listening uh, back in the audio what our uh, plans for the the upcoming Halloween episode is. Yeah, sure. Um, it's not next week; it's the week after, isn't it? The first of November, I believe, was the Monday where yep, we're broadcasting uh, that weekend. The, okay. the day after Halloween, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. 
what we were going to be looking at doing, what we're thinking of doing, is having a proper big special Halloween episode. And the matches that Magsy and I are going to select are going to be of a creepy, spooky variety, or as close as you can get with professional wrestling. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a fancy dress effort from Magsy and myself as well. But this is where it gets interesting for you people out there. We yes. want to make this a really big, big episode. We want as many people tuning in live as we can possibly get, as many people involved as we can possibly get. Uh, and the way we're going to do that is this aforementioned uh, chain wrestling merch that people seem quite keen on getting if we ever get to creating any. Um, again, I'm the hold up. I'm the one who's delaying it all because I'm just freaking lazy and useless, really, is the way it is. But... Uh, Rather than just chain wrestling merch, how would people out there like a piece of chain wrestling merch that is very unique and of of literally of their own? Of yes. you know, one has one been of a made. Can. That's, one that's of the a term can. I was looking for. What could I think of that one of a kind? I have no idea. I was on the tip of my tongue. It's the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, so what we're going to be doing is, effectively, we want everyone to be involved in a big chain wrestling style Halloween fancy dress effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can have people live in the chat, letting us know what they're wearing, how they're dressed up and so on, tweeting into the show and so on. But the best way of doing it would be to get a picture of yourself. And you've got two weeks to build up for this. You've got two weeks to sort yourself out and get yourself ready. It's two weeks tonight we're doing it, Halloween the day after Halloween um, send a picture of yourself in your best fancy dress it could be wrestler orientated Halloween orientated monsters whatever send it in and Magsy and I live on the show we'll go through them we'll talk about them we'll have a laugh and a joke and you know just like usual normal chain wrestling nonsense I guess uh, and then by the end of the show we would have picked a winner now the winner will receive some chain wrestling goodies for example chain wrestling t-shirt as you can see there that Magsy brilliantly has bought up in a rather hastily made graphic there it won't be the little uh, as blocky around it it'll be a done a bit better than that when it's actually made by my good lady but that one there and obviously it says there Halloween champion 2021 and there will be literally that one made one of a kind <laughs> no one else will have this uh, not even Mags or I will have something like this because we're not eligible for the competition regardless of how great a fancy dress may be even though I have I feel that I've gone over and beyond for this this uh, competition is that right my, I think <laughs> my my uh, get up will will be badass I think it'll be badass well good job for all the people in the chat and listening that you can enter then Magsy yeah but yeah, you, you've got to have a, that T-shirt is one, and we'll take your size the night of the show or the day after or whatever and, and get it made to the proper size for yourselves. Um, other bits and bobs as well that we've got. Uh, we've had kind of the, the prototypes, I guess, made for us to look at. So you've got a few badges, you've got pop sockets, you've got all the, all the chain wrestling bits and bobs you can imagine. More will be unveiled coming up towards the show. But yeah there you go that's what we're thinking of doing and it's going to be hopefully just just be a good a good laugh a good bit of fun and we'll have a, a typical um a, a sort of halloween type non-wrestling topic to tie in with it being that time of year halloween type spooky matches to discuss the fancy dress competition but the biggest thing we've got is we've got two weeks before that show so it's really important that everyone out there when we start sharing these details putting these details out there and so on that you get involved, retweet it, share it, get as many people involved as well in, in, in the live show on the Monday evening. 
to enter the competition, as I said, we need uh, a DM sent to Magsy, not the chain wrestling account, but we'll put all this out there on Twitter and so on. A DM to Magsy of yourselves in your fancy dress as your entry. Um, and as well as that, you also need to be following the chain wrestling Twitter account, the Radio yes. Techers Twitter account, and subscribed to the Radio Techers YouTube account. Otherwise, you can send us the most fantastic picture ever. We ain't going to count it. <laughs> you won't win. Yeah, exactly. You won't win. So, but all those details are going to be available again. You know, we'll, we'll run through them again next week. So you've got an, uh, seven more days for the show. We'll bring it all out online as well. Um, yeah, so let yourselves run wild. Dress up how you like. Wrestlers, monsters, movie villains, anything you want to do. Okay? Anything you want to do. Um, I hope that we... I'm sorry, I hope. I know we're going to get some brilliant interactions with this, Maxi, because our, mm-hmm. our, our group of... Uh, Listeners, again, we still need a name for this, don't we? What we refer to them as our um, army, our chain wrestling army. Um, they chain they, gang, that's what we chain agreed gang. on. Chain gang, yeah, but then that means something a bit dodgy, like going it's like back prisoners, yeah, yeah. Prisoners, <laughs> like cleaning up the sides of motorways and things, yeah. Like that. But I, I know that I know they're not gonna let us down because they never do, no. they never do. So that's the plan. So you want chain wrestling merch, um, here's a chance to get some before anybody else, Come and you want chain wrestling. Yeah, and it's, much, yes. And no one else will have this. Even if this turns into an annual thing and we do a Halloween competition every year, yours is the first. Okay, so get thinking, get planning. You've got two weeks to sort yourselves out with your fancy dress, get them into us, join us for the live, as most of you all do. But let's try and get as many people involved as we possibly can. Let's really push the show. Uh, the Radio Techers uh, network on YouTube and Twitch and so on. Let's get as many people involved as we can. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. It uh, should be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, love to see what kind of creative costumes uh, and uh, and gear that you come up with. It'll be, it'll be uh, entertaining, to say the least. I'm coming in drag, mate. So dressed as normal, then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You can't see the skirt I'm wearing underneath the dress of 12 t-shirt. Isn't it? He's very much a headbanger. He's a headbanger thrasher. Do you know what? We, I spoke about this Um I think it might have been talking with you actually for a show or maybe it was uh, David Eaton when we did SJP. I can't remember, but we looked at a headbangers match and I, I'm a rocker. I'm a metalhead. I'm, I'm like 40 years of age. I've been into this music for 30 plus years. I can safely say I have never dressed with big fake fuzzy boobs on. Um, I don't know any metalheads or rockers that do. Why is this what Vince McMahon thinks a, a, a heavy metal fan looks like? Because any kind of time he has a gimmick that he has no clue about, he just goes off what the the, the talent says. I mean, look at Razor Ramon. It was clearly ripped off of Tony Montana yeah. from uh, from Scarface, but Vince didn't have a clue. Um, so he, he's very easily led. He's, he's certainly in his, his own little bubble. Um, so if someone said, yeah, headbangers wear skirts, he'll go, I love it. Make sure they wear makeup as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Are they just, I don't know, skirts, fake boobs and all sorts for the headbangers? No. And it's not the only time fake boobs are going to be mentioned on this very show, believe you me. Hooray! <laughs> Good, clean, family fun. Um, 
Magsy, should we have a quick look in the chat before we get on to our non-wrestling topic this week? Is there anything yes. there for us? Yes, we shall. Um, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop is saying that you are officially the, the new Tekka's curse. I think that's mean. Um, Dan is uh, is looking to promote a zombie lumberjack uh, match. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a stretch, Dan. Uh, but he also said we're raffling off my ponytail. I mean, that would have been actually a cool idea. But it's 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 lost to the ether now, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to grow one back though soon. Um, Scottish Danny says Scotty Too High was in that zombie lumberjack match, so I rate it eighteen stars. So yeah, any match involving <laughs> Scotty Too High is automatically plus five stars. Um, Dan Griffin says um, uh, taking off my hat doesn't count as a as a, a fancy dress. And Sharon says she's throwing her hat in, but she's going as uh, Sharon Carrera. Um, career, apologies. Uh, I've heard that I'm the best at pretending to be her. Well, I don't know if the best I've heard that Sad is a really good impression of her. <laughs> That's my wife's author name, that is, mate. That's... <laughs> um, Ben is saying, I have hair. What, what is this? What is I've got? Do you know what? what? Actually, really, honestly, right? Did you all think I was bold? Did I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I thought you were bold, but I didn't expect that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying, oh, I didn't expect that. But it's like, I don't know. You're, you're not as grey as I thought you were going to be. You arseholes. You're absolutely That's a good arseholes. thing, isn't it? It is. I mean, the grey part, you've, you've, you dig yourself out of a hole there, but just thinking that I would what be naturally bold or have like a, a Faraya Tuck style hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe like it's kind of what was in my head. I don't know. Have you had it today or something? So you're just showing it off. Do you feel like all fresh? No, I just I went for a, a phase of wearing hats, and I thought I'll just not wear hats for a while. I'll be bloody wearing a hat next week. Never, just don't. No, mate, honestly, don't you can put it off. It. You have hurt my feelings, people. You can put it off with no hat thing. It's fine. Tanner, on the other hand, if he's out there, Tanner, he cannot pull off a no hat. That's weird. I don't like seeing Tanner without a hat on. It is strange. It is, especially that co- that sad parting thing he attempts to do. Um, <laughs> and then the whole kind of Amish beard. Yeah, um, Amish Tanner. Yeah, uh, Dan saying, I didn't think you were thinning at least, and I was expected to come over. I'm not fucking Rabsy Nesbit from... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> you evil, evil people. Uh, Graham in the chat, if you don't do that already, you're a feckin' idiot. Easiest qualifying requirements ever. Exactly. So take a photo of yourself in a, in your Halloween garb and you potentially could win a once-in-a-lifetime unique one-of-a-kind T-shirt. Yep. Um, um, and Liam, other bits and bobs. And other bits and bobs. I mean, it's worth it just for that. Bits and bobs. Yes, exactly. Uh, Liam <laughs> saying uh, chain gang means a group of convicts chained together whilst working outside of the prison. So it sounds like you guys, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then uh, last for a while, uh, Anya saying, Dad, please let me do your makeup. I have some £50. I mean, that's a flex there, Anya. Oh, I've got some £50 eyeshadow palettes. Mm, yeah, I would love off. to see you in, with eyeshadow, to be fair. Me? Yeah. I'm wearing some now. <laughs> uh-huh. That was weird, then, because I'm trying to close my one eye to show you, but where on the screen it's reversed, that completely messed my head up, and I'm trying to... I so can't do like, it. You're trying to do the rock's eyebrow with both eyebrows. I don't know what I'm trying to do, but I really messed my head up then. It's like I was controlling the wrong eye. I couldn't... <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just quickly throw these three in as well. Um, Dan, 
uh, call me Paddyum Rab. Listen, I am not from Paddyum. We've established Prince this. Of as the intro uh, this week said. Anya, what if me and my dog dress up, then the dog has to have the, sh- the dog wins the shirt because dogs yeah. are always better at dressing up than humans. Yeah, so measure your dog, send in what size it is if you mm-hmm. win. So we and, don't want it to be um, oversized for the dogs, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> ben, uh, Mag sends a hat. Do you know, I actually should, I should send you a hat. So you send can, me a hat? Yeah, just wear a hat all the time. Uh, see, I can't. It's weird. I get too hot. Shave your head off, hair off. Go bottom. Shave my hair off. Go I'm not gonna shave my head off. <laughs> I'm not gonna shave my hair off. It's, no, I'm not, you know, my hair's my best feature, mate. I've, I've not got a personality or anything like that. There's <laughs> long hair. I just depend on the hair. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh. shall we get to Twitter then, Magsy mate, and have a little look at what people have been sending us this week for our non-wrestling topic? Let's do it. Okie doke. Um, this was. Your suggestion this week, Maxie, wasn't it, for the non-wrestling topic? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean for context, Sarah comes up with some really cool ideas for uh, for um, non-wrestling topics. But every so often, I'll just throw out one and Sarah will reply with, that is fucking brilliant. I mean, so I am partly useful to this show. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I thought... Um, we we go with brand loyalty. Uh, some mm. uh, some uh, brands, whether it is uh, food and drink or clothing or entertainment, whatever kind of brands that you are fiercely loyal to, even if uh, if uh, you get grief for it or people uh, uh, don't agree with you, what kind of uh, uh, what kind of companies are you? Would you always look out to buy or look out to to um, support? Uh, so yeah, I thought I'd go with brand loyalty. Yeah, and it you know it was something decided upon very close to last week's show actually finishing, wasn't it? So it was great because mm-hmm. that's the most prepared we've been ever. I think <laughs> a week prepared. <laughs> like, what are we doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. well, this is, the, is is this the plan? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, like um, I mean the couple of pictures I put up on the Twitter, I suppose, are, are some that stood out to me. I suppose as brand quarrels i guess pepsi and coke is one that's quite synonymous isn't it burger king mcdonald's and so on but we're looking at electronics mobile phones clothing brands anything at all that you either absolutely loved or absolutely hated and we had a few few good responses maxi didn't we people don't let us down do they people never let us down I know we. It'll be interesting that one time we put a topic out and nobody replies. How we will mm. fill for time that day. That'll maybe the shortest episode of J Wrestling Live ever. But yeah, uh, you I'll guys start are singing. Uh, we can oh, fill time Jesus with my, me singing. Never ever let us down, people. We Metallica we again, down. like last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that may be the only line from a Metallica song that you actually know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> No, the, uh, the the you guys never ever let us down. It's absolutely amazing that you you're always there with some really cool answers. So we always always appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent agree, Magsy. Hundred percent agree. Uh, we will start with good friend of the show, Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter. Uh, he says he works for a large retailer, and because of the discount, he only buys their clothing line. Um, he does like an Adidas grey jumper though. But has to be, and he's written this in big. He's very, very, very certain about this. He, it has to be a small logo only, and the stripes on the arms only. Anything else? Nothing else. Forget it. He says. So, okay. Steve feels very strongly about his Adidas jumper there. 
yeah, I mean, his wardrobe must just be packed full of um, full of uh, one colour of, of jersey. It's uh, interesting. Mm. Um, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. Good friend of the show. I will always drink Pepsi Max over any other available soft drink. Uh, it was the only option available at college and just kind of stuck with him. I, don't, I like Pepsi Max, mate. That's, that's good for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge uh, drinker of, of fizzy pops or sodas, uh, but I do like Pepsi Max. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of ones with with sugar in because you can just they just taste so sickly sweet. Um, so I'd always go with a, a non sugar variety. Uh, but Pepsi Max is certainly one that I I would go to. I like the cherry one best. I think. Oh, I like the raspberry one. Mm. That's good. Good pick. Um, Dan also continues, I refuse to read or consume anything produced by The Sun because mm-hmm. he's a Liverpool fan and fuck The Sun. Yeah, I'd get on board with that. I don't think it's even just Liverpool fans. I think it's uh, the majority of uh, the British public in general. Uh, I would never, ever, ever buy The Sun. So that's a good shout. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Especially now Page 3 has gone. There's no point, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, n- not because of the horrific stuff that they've done to celebrities and uh, the horrible stories that they've printed and the blaming of, uh, of victims in uh, terrible football-based char- charities. It's because they don't get the knocks out on page three anymore. Brilliant. You've got to stand up for what you believe in, Max, right? <laughs> <laughs> Free uh, the sun too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have a bit more here from Steve-O as well, saying he doesn't hate... KFC, but he really doesn't like it. And he hadn't had a KFC for about several years. Got a family bucket about a year ago. Waste of money, a con, never again. Now, if I was to choose, if I'm in town, and well, first of all, if I'm in town, I'm not with the wife because Sharon doesn't like KFC. Um, if I'm in town, like just say with the girls or whatever, KFC is my go to. Above Burger Star, Burger King, McDonald's, that's my go to. Burger Star. Burger Star? Uh, do you not have Burger Star? Is Burger Star just for Gloucester then? Yeah, I think it may be like a local one. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, Burger Star's like, there's a, there's a place that does burgers, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess that part, I just never heard of mm. the, the company, that's all. Yeah, no, they're, they're banging. Do you know, I don't even, anyone in the chat, actually, uh, so I'm looking at sort of Sharon, Anya, and so on, Burger Star used to be down Westgate Street. Is it still there? Or is this one of these places that I remember from 15 years ago and it's not existed in like a decade or something. You know? <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Um, what about you, Max? If you were to grab yourself a burger or some something to eat or whatever. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's, uh, no, absolutely. Just nah, a dislike. Um, pretty much everything from McDonald's apart from um, the, the sausage and egg McMuffins. They're not too bad, but I don't like the, the meat from McDonald's. It, it just feels so processed yeah that, that it's not you can't you don't even need to chew it it'll just like dissolve uh burger king i don't man the bacon double cheeseburgers are absolutely banging uh but yeah i, I think i'd go with you if if there's a, a a choice to make i'd, I'd go kfc uh for Z- zinger burgers they're, they're the oh, truth yeah yeah, yeah, Zinger burgers. Get, get a hash brown on top, Zinger tower burger. Oh yes, nom, 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 nom. the kids like the uh, little um, popcorn chicken things. Yeah, they're they're all right. 
I like them when they do the 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 spartier ones, like uh, they you get like six or seven of them in like a tub and they all coated in a lot of uh, spicy sauce. They're nice. Mm, okay, it's funny, isn't it? Doesn't matter what topic we're on, we always end up coming back talking about food. Always, yeah. every single week. It, it's almost <laughs> like we strong arm it with the way we we lead with the the non wrestling topics. Ah, um, Steve-O also continues a brand, and it's quite funny really because when you said like brand loyalty magazine for the for the thing, the, my mind straight away went to people on Twitter arguing about wrestling mm-hmm. because you get the idiots on Twitter, don't you, who bicker about AEW, WWE, and you know if you like wrestling, you like wrestling. Just watch what you like, ignore what you don't, and mm-hmm. let everyone else carry on. But Steve-O chimes in here. He says, to be honest, um, WWE, he has loyalty to. As much as he wants to support AEW, it's just not accessible enough for him. Um, He says, don't get me wrong. I I don't watch current WWE, but as stated, Sai, in your recent podcast, can't deny McMahon is the most successful wrestling promoter of all time. Their pay-per-views are still top-notch now. Um, I think there's been a few wobbly ones recently, but on the whole... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll always um, say that whilst I don't watch the weekly product at all uh, in terms of like Raw and SmackDown, it's very rare for me that a pay per view misses the mark. They are, I think, they've been they've had a real good run of uh, of having top draw pay per views. Um, like I said, there have been ropey ones, but I think more often than not, the pay-per-views are fun. The uh, the matches are, are given enough time. Uh, so yeah, I always I always enjoy watching the pay-per-views. And Steve kind of like speaks for the majority of wrestling fans there. I think because as much as we think our uh, little community on on wrestling Twitter is uh, is the voice of everybody. It's not. It really, really isn't. We are a niche corner of a very niche market, uh, and the majority of wrestling fans are WWE fans. It's it's, it's simple and clear as that. There was an article that uh, was produced today, uh, and it talks about the the top fifty um, more saleable entities in in sport. Uh, so that's um, companies that you would try and align yourself with if you wanted to do promotion. Um, okay, and. Uh, the only wrestling company involved in that is WWE. Mm. Uh, they actually went up one place to number 20 from 21. Uh, they're actually more saleable than the NFL, than the NHL. They're on par with the Premier League. Um, and it's only the, like, the massive, massive sports uh, franchises and, and entities that, that are beating stuff like Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Champions League. Uh, they're even beating uh, uh, the likes of uh, um, the Boston Red Sox and uh, the LA Lakers. So yeah, they're they're a huge, they're a huge, huge conglomerate. And there's no other wrestling company that comes absolutely anywhere near close to them. And they, I've seen a lot of arguments recently on on Twitter about. Uh, the the ratings, then the demos, and now we're talking about the fast national releases and stuff like that. And whilst companies may get close in them demographics, in terms of monetary value, nobody nobody touches WWE. No. No. They don't have the reach. They don't have the the diversity of WWE. So, um, yeah, um, he's right. I, a lot of people are brand loyal to WWE come uh, hell or high water. I, I, I totally agree. And... It, that's the way they try and sell the product now as well, isn't it? They sell it as WWE as opposed to come and see Steve Austin, come and see The Rock. Yes, yeah. come and see WWE. And it's um, all these people talking about 
Tony Khan, AEW going to run Vince out of business and all this sort of stuff. It's just so laughable because mm-hmm. these people watch a good episode of Dynamite. And that, that's my show. AEW is my company. I love AEW. But people watch an episode of Dynamite and think that was the best wrestling show I've seen on television in years. They're going to put WWE out of business. It ain't about that. That's not how it works. From a business standpoint, that's not how it works. The 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 thing is, if if AEW did get to the point where they ran WWE out of business, AEW would suffer because mm-hmm. they're running wrestling fans out of the business. If yeah. if WWE go, a huge market of potential wrestling fans will go with them. It's as simple and clear as that. There are huge markets in, in India and, and, and Asia and um, all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, markets that AW are, are not able to get a, even the, the sniff of a foothold in. Uh, they'll, they'll go by the wayside. So um, whilst I don't really agree with the posture and some of the stuff that Tony Khan has said over the last few days has been frankly ridiculous. Uh, that guy needs to stay off the nose candy. Um, the, the truth is, AW need WWE to to stick around because they need that yardstick. They need those mm. fans who get disillusioned with WWE to turn to AEW. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Um, Steve-O actually continues forever, Max. He says, also talking of WWE, when he was watching back um, recently old episodes, it reminded him of a brand split in 2004-2005, the first mm-hmm. brand split, he says. Yeah. Um, he always watched Raw. Um, and even though SmackDown was initially the much better show, he says he found it really difficult to put on SmackDown and, and so on and sort of cheer it on, so to speak, because Raw was always his show. Um, he says it sounds crazy, but he just couldn't switch allegiances with a little funny smiley face. So, yeah, and that is quite funny for me. That's, that is not, I, mean, I, could, I, I could watch both shows, you know, it's, it's the same company to me. Yeah, around the around the time that this this uh, brand split happened, I was watching both com- both yeah. brands. Uh, for me, it was uh, I didn't choose; it was a gimmick. Um, but it, it's interesting that he felt so loyal to Raw that he, he bagged off the blue brand. Yeah, um, good on you, Steve. Uh, that <laughs> is loyal to a sub brand of the same company. That is some loyalty. That is indeed. That is indeed. Um, our good friend Ori or at Ori the Draw on Twitter uh, says, "Dot Pepper or Coke? Never Pepsi." Um, Oof, and pick. this is this is a girl thing, but I buy mostly Urban Decay makeup and rarely anything else. See, that's something as well, I suppose, that we can't really touch upon, Maxi, with regards to makeup and so on. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's the same as I mean, I don't, I'm a creature of habit. You 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 buy the same deodorant you buy the same i suppose is that like an extension of that potentially yeah i mean in terms of deodorant i, I like to to mix it up uh, i like to have different ones i don't uh i think that if you have the same one over and over again you kind of get used to the smell um but yeah uh, my wife for instance her makeup it's i don't i couldn't tell you the brand i absolutely could not tell you the brand but i know it costs an arm and a leg for the, the <laughs> smallest piece so um yeah um i i understand that i think especially with sort of like makeup when you get uh when you get a, a, a style that you like uh it's hard to kind of like um move away from that because it, it it's there in your, it's in your face it's 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 an extension of, of you as a as a person so um you kind of get very very kind of loyal and protective of that brand i suppose 
Yeah. Um, funnily enough, we've got Millwall Chris just popping in the chat saying he's late to the show tonight as we're sat here discussing certain makeups. <laughs> Probably go, you know, maybe misleading as to where the show has gone already, but I'm not going to explain. I'm going to leave you guessing, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, uh, to answer his question, yeah, I, I saw the comments of uh, Bischoff on on uh, AEW and Tony Khan, and I agree with him. Uh, uh, and Bischoff, uh, he says at the at the beginning of, of his comments, it, it looks like he's, he's almost talking out the 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 other side of his mouth because he did exactly the same thing that, that Tony Khan was doing, but the difference was he was uh, financially competing with the companies. Com- the companies were relatively the same size, competing at the same time on uh, on on uh, opposing TV uh, stations. AW aren't doing that. They they're nowhere near the size of WWE. They they there's only been very very um, slight crossovers. So yeah, uh, he just said. Uh, he said something that I've been repeating over and over again, that AW should focus on what they do best, mm. the wrestling, because yep. it's probably the best wrestling that you can watch on a mainstream show. show. Yeah, It really, really is. It's so, so good to watch. So entertaining. The storylines are, are well told. The in-ring stuff is amazing. It's the the, the nipping at WWE. It, it makes them almost have small man syndrome where they need yeah. to be to validate them. When I don't think that they do, I think they're a, a brilliant alternative. Uh, and the whole kind of uh, henpecking at WWE is making them become what they they said that they would never be. And that's WWE light. They, they, and they're not becoming an alternative anymore. They're just becoming, trying to be WWE. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, oh, dear me. Never mind. Um, Graham, I'm guessing this is at Good Bad Wrestle, Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast on Twitter. Okay. He yeah. says, not an exciting answer, but his old man answer is his only buying mm, Sarconi. Is that how you say that? Sarconi. Sarconi trainers going forward. After multiple ankle injuries, they gave me the best support and well worth the extra cost. I never get blisters wearing them, and I will be completing about 1 million steps in October the 1st to October 31st. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of that, Sakoni. Yeah, I don't think they're hugely popular here in the UK, but I, I've, I've heard of the brand. Um, I've never owned a pair of that trainers, so if they're good at giving ankle support, um, might be worth a, a worth a look at. With trainers, I am fiercely loyal. Knack, it's always been knack since... Uh, since as young as I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. um, Air Force Ones are, are my current uh, bag. Uh, they've been the, the my favourites for a long time. I've got some uh, some cool special edition ones that um, I won't wear um, because I'm like the young books. Um, they they get worn once and then and then put away. But uh, yeah, I'm I've struggled to wear anything else apart from night trainers. Mm. See, I, I've always liked Adidas, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, it's not something that I used to get a lot because it was expensive. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I did have, and I won't ever buy again. Since that's one of the sort of things we said about it's something you won't you won't buy. Um, Lonsdale trainers, okay. I bought uh, some of those. I think they were all, they end up being bought up by Sports Direct. Oh, okay. He says with his Newcastle United mug there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bought I bought some Lonsdale ones, and you know where the lace goes in the, the little hole, right? Okay, yeah. And and sometimes they have like the metal thing around the hole where the lace goes in. So it, 
Yeah, there's a the name for it, but I can't remember what it is. Like to to keep the whole like firm, I suppose. Yeah, so don't stretch the, the whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a little cut on my foot from one of those just underneath. Okay. You know? Yeah, because on one side they're kind of like crimped, aren't they? Yeah, and it's like it was like. You know, effectively, on the, if you imagine um, the knuckle of my big toe, when my big toe goes into my foot, so to speak, right? <laughs> I got a cut on there, tiny little cut. Didn't think nothing of it. A couple of days later, it was this huge bump, and it's still on. The, I've had it for years. It's still on my foot now, and it's like it's rock. It's like bone. It's, I've seen the doctor I had a scan on it and all this sort of stuff, and they said they can't do nothing about it because if they lob my toe off, I, I, I like you know I'll learn to walk again or some stupid shit. They said. Yeah, and you, they also take your thumb off to put it in the place of your. Yeah, big toe. No, they don't. They absolutely do. That's you winding me up. No, they will replace if you uh, if you lose a big toe because the big toes are essential for balance. Um, right. If if you lose a big toe, they often will just replace it with your thumb. that's your homework for this week looking at Sharon with the clutch save, saying it's called an eyelet. Yes, that's what, yeah. That's, that's why that's what's happened. This, this big bump and it's basically bone, and um, it is horrible. I mean, it's like the size of a freaking marble. It's like this big under my skin. I don't I can't see that. Can you? It's like this big under my skin. Is it, it movable? No, it's rock hard, mate. Yeah, but and, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying you can squash it. I'm saying, but does it? Can you like press on it and it'll move across no. your foot? Okay, no. So, so it's like a callus almost. It's like apparently it's like where the joint is. The bones are done that. All right, okay. So, and it's just, you know, so yeah, it's not good, mate. So I won't wear Lonsdale ever again because they back my foot up. Yeah, the wankers. The never buy, never buy Sports Direct. Nope, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, and this is why everyone listening to the podcast should, first of all, continue listening to the podcast. But secondly, also check out the live show or a rerun on YouTube to see these little subtle jokes here, these little, little, little niche moments. Easter eggs. Like yeah. Easter egg. Ah, oh, brilliant stuff, eh? Um, a couple of messages I had from my two youngest, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie says that she would drink Coke rather than Pepsi. And Liv is very much um, Mike and Puma for clothing. Um, she is staunch into McDonald's. McDonald's is like her thing. She would eat McDonald's every single day if she could. And trainers, Nike, no others, she says. A lot of sense there. I mean, the McDonald's stuff, yeah, I can I can certainly leave that. But uh, I was never a massive Puma fan, never. Never. Um, but Nark, definitely. I agree mm. with that. Um, Tolly, at Rain Counter on Twitter, it says he has been racking his brains for the last few hours, but he can't think of anything. And he says he likes his eggs to come from chickens and his potatoes from the ground. So I mean, that that's fair, and then uh, he actually does chip in yes. with some. He says he's pretty loyal to Apple and PlayStation, but he thinks that's more of a case of being locked in by cloud shit rather than actively enjoying them. I think by cloud shit, he means ecosystem. Um, and wheat, his wheat bisques have to be Weetabix supermarket wheat bisques. Don't cut it for him. I don't tell, I can't tell the difference. I mean, it, it's wheat. It's all wheat, I suppose. Um, I I'll tell you what, wheat, sorry, go on, Max. I was just going to say, I think the wheat, the, the genuine wheat mix ones are more like family, kind of like 
grated up, I suppose. So because the the cheaper ones seem to have like bigger flakes almost. But yeah, I don't think there's a lot of difference in taste. Mm, no, um, the size of them is an issue because if I'm going to have Weetabix, I'll, I'll have three Weetabix, right? What, okay. what topping? I just have milk. Do you have sugar? No, you don't, what do you, have, you don't need sugar and stuff like that, do you? Okay, all right, calm down. I mean, <laughs> I, I will have two Weetabix and I'll have it with yogurt rather than milk. Uh, okay. No, I, like, I, I, I love milk though, so I'll, I'll have... Three weeks. Well, thank you for your permission. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I have Weetabix, I'll know Mags approved. Cheers. <laughs> Mags approved. <laughs> but you have normal Weetabix, right? They're a bit bigger, I think, because I can have three Weetabix and that's fine. The small, the, 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 the Asda own or Tesco own or whatever, they're a touch smaller. So, so then you've you got four. a decision. So, yeah, but if you have four, it's almost like it's too much. Yeah. So you have three and a half. I could do, you can not actually. Yeah. Because mm, then I can just have that half. Oh, hour, three and a slice of toast. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not like that. <laughs> Jesus. If I'm having if I'm having cereal, I'm having cereal. I'm not going to have cereal and toast. That's weird to me. What? I'm not having cereal only have and one toast. Thing. So well, unless you know, unless it's like a fry up. If I'm having a fry up, I don't just have bacon. I have everything on the fry up. Right? <laughs> I, I will only have this. This I just want today's. I want mushrooms. That's it. Yeah, just a bowl of mushrooms. <laughs> no, but I won't have cereal and toast. And there's two reasons for this. Okay, but maybe more. But these are what I'm gonna go through. <laughs> when you're making your cereal, I, I, I don't like my cereal to go squidgy. So I like I like yeah. milk, and then the cereal to still stay crunchy. So you got to eat that as soon as you made it, otherwise right. the, the milk makes it go squidgy. As right? soon as the milk's poured, you you wolf it down. Yeah, but I don't as I don't have to smash. I don't have to smash through it just to like you know hurry it out and get you know. Why don't you go the easy route of put get a mouthful of dry cereal and then <laughs> swigging the milk from a bottle? I did go through a stage of eating dry wheat bits actually. Oh Jesus Christ! You absolute animal. It was just handy, you know. We've had a beer or two, you're a bit snacky, and there's a Weetabix there. Just grab it and away you go, isn't it? I mean, Sharon, I mean, she didn't really need to add that second sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dry Weetabix, that's brave. Thanks, that so. is brave. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, you, if you're having your Weetabix, and then your toast is going to get cold, isn't it? I mean, does that really matter? Yeah, what I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ! If, if you know, like, toast calling me for bubbly chocolate and listen to the listen to the words coming out of your mouth. No, no, no. Listen, this makes sense, right? It doesn't. It does. Let me. <laughs> toast is it's supposed to be warm. That's why you put it in the toaster. You toast it so it's warm and you know crispy and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it melts your butter. Okay, that's the point right. of toasting it, right? If you let it get cold, then your butter is not going to melt. But it goes cold pretty much instantly. The minute it comes out of the toaster, it's, it's already cooling down. So what do you butter it and then like rah, 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 quick? Well, like, I guess I'm all the heat. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got toast that's gone cold, that's just crispy bread, isn't it? Then why don't you? Following on the, the same way you could eat cereal, like have a mouthful of butter and then just as soon as the toaster pops, <laughs> bat a piece of your toast. A mouthful of butter. <laughs> Literally just a spoon of butter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna video it and I'll put it up on the chain wrestling Twitter. I will toast really? a bit of bread and I'll put a bit like a, a butter in my knife like that and I'll, I'll test it out and I'll see how we get on. Yeah. 
Okay. You, you better do that now. You, you better not let us down now. I will do that. I'll either be tonight or tomorrow. And I'll be up on the training wrestling Twitter. But yeah, so so do more. Like you got to watch these programs, like um, four in a bed or whatever, the BNB stuff. You know, do you know what I mean? They're all going to different BNBs. Do, do, do you know when I really die on a hill over bubbly chocolate? You are doing this now <laughs> over, over melted butter on toast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is the perfect example. They all sit there and they've got these little wire things in the middle of their tables, aren't they? And all the toasters stood up in there. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's disgusting. That's just sat there. That's just cold toast. That's rank. <sighs> I, I despair of you. I really do. <laughs> Look at the carnage and nonsense Tolly's caused of his Weetabix talk. And actually, before we move on from, from Tolly, um, Dan Griffin makes a really good point here. He said, I've heard a rumour that he eats no and tries to get other people on board because that's what Tolly thinks stocks and shares is. Um, that's a brilliant joke, by the way. But he is a very brand loyal to Noor, um, the, the stock company, and that's because he, he eats the stock cubes. Yes, I remember you saying before. Like, 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 like the horrific animal that he is. Mm. So take yeah. Tolly's um, ideas and thoughts with a with certainly with a pinch of salt. Or a pinch of stock. Yeah, well, don't take it with that because that's, that's essentially flavoured salt. Danny helping me out there in the chat. Um a toast rack. The, the is, wire is, thing. The wire thing, yeah. A toast rack is what I was looking for. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Sharon, he's complained more about that more times than I care to talk about. We are getting an insight into you and your food foibles now, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. You know, I'm, I, I like my cereal crispy. I like my toast warm. It doesn't make me some sort of freak, does it? It's, <laughs> you know? I mean, I like my chocolate to be chocolate and not fresh air. But I get I get blasted for that every week, including at the beginning of this very episode by, by Graham. So mm. you will reap what you saw now. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to eat a cold <laughs> slice of toast in front of you. Oh, and some you- <laughs> sloppy, sloppy Weetabix. No, see, sloppy Weetabix. See, the weird thing is, okay, sloppy Weetabix, I'm like, oh, I ain't sure about that. But, but porridge and stuff like that and, and ready break, that's fine. But it's a similar sort of texture, isn't it? Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, hmm. I like my porridge to be like cement, though, where, right. you put, where you put the spoon in it and the spoon stands to attention. Yeah, I get you. Oh, yeah. So I never used to like that sort of texture of, of stuff when I was a kid, like semolina pudding. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah. Wow, oh. it. I think it's disgusting. Blamange as well. I never got on with Blamange. Yeah, I mean, like blamange is all right. I don't mind Blamange. I won't go out of my way to find it. No. But Weetabix, yeah, sound. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the takeaway, people. Yeah, that, <laughs> we we is sound. We're not getting better than this, mate. Should we just go? <laughs> uh, Anya, who I think is still in the chat, also tweeted the show saying um, she can never cheat on Mackie's gherkins. They're the shit. Yeah, no, I do like the gherkins you get at McDonald's. No, no, they are shit. Not the shit, just shit is that, in general. What, the gherkins or the actual McDonald's? I know you don't like McDonald's. Oh, so. but, why not both? Okay, I like gherkins. Yeah, gherkins are horrific. No, they're not. Wow, 
Okay. <laughs> um, also, she says Vans are the only shoes that she'll wear. Vans. Vans, they? they're, they're the skateboarder ones. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the checkerboard um, mm. style. Yeah, they, they, they're not for me. They're not my style, but um, they are very popular. Um, one of, one of um, my son's girlfriend, she wears Vans literally that's the only thing that you'll wear is vans so yeah i had a pair of um oh see sharon might need to help me out with the name of these when i was younger uh bk knights british knights or bk it was british knights that's it i had a pair of them when i was younger and i thought they were the business because they were expensive but in actual fact looking back they were horrific and they had they were black and they had a big gold bk on the side i'm talking like the size of the boot and then around the ankle it came out like a mean boot the tongue on these boots was big enough if i wanted to to cut it off put it on my bed and use as a pillow it was that it was huge yeah and i thought these were absolutely the business and back then and again this is going back because nowadays you know very much not the case but back then i was a really skinny kid so i must have looked like from the waist down a pair of fucking golf clubs or something or, or, a, I mean? or a pillock or a pillock <laughs> well yeah i'll see if i can find a picture of those bk nights because they were bad that, that can be your uh your entry to the the halloween competition you what, golf club? looking like a set of <laughs> golf clubs oh <laughs> uh, no I, I, to be honest i don't even know if they do, do they still make those bk nights are they still a thing I've not got a clue. They were never my style of trainers. I always thought they they, they kind of looked like um, wannabe American rapper style yeah. trainers. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I was I thought I was I didn't really like them, but I wore them to try and fit in because mm-hmm. you know I was a sado. Do you know what I mean? So it's a look, case of look like, at you changing your tune. You absolutely adored them. Come on, I, I did admit well, it. I don't know. I suppose different days, different feelings. Maybe who knows. I, I sure as hell wasn't a rapper. I'll put it, I'll tell you that. It was <laughs> I did have someone at work, a young lad who I'm supposed to be training over the last few days, um, ask if he could share his rap with me the other day. That um, was um Did you fire him? No, <laughs> I've not got that to say so. <laughs> I've not got that to say. I I think I must be doing something wrong because I can't I'm, apparently to these people I work with, I'm approachable and they want to talk to me about like stuff and their lives and things. I'm just like I don't really know what to say i don't know how to respond one of the youngsters who works for us came over and started trying to share issues that he had with his ex-partner um and issues he's had with his girlfriend i've known the guy 20 minutes and i'm just like oh i don't really i don't really know what to do (laughs) you know so this is where a pair of bluetooth earbuds would work wonders well so i came home that day and I, i said to sharon when i walked in the first thing i said to her was do I come across approachable? And I kid you not, she roared with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those laughters where she, an hour later she just looks at you and just starts out laughing again. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Matt Willis, the magnificent Matt Willis, at the Matatat UK on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says here, here's Xbox through and through. Um, um, Apple... Um, that's a bugbear with him for me. Okay. Um, Apple producers galore, all synced, so easy to access when he's out and about. Um, Pepsi Max over Coke Zero, Diet Coke over Pepsi Diet, Morrison's over Tesco. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I understand Xbox and PlayStation are two different computer, you know, Th- 
Wow. Things. You, Do you know what I mean? Consoles. Like, you sound like what Anya has put in the chat that you, uh, all my mates call you a Viking, Dad. <laughs> I'm okay like with that. that. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. Being a Viking, Vikings are cool. So um, my beard's quite grey, isn't it? Nice, I think. Elder, elderly Viking. Elderly Viking. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I know Xbox and PlayStation, obviously, you know, rivals like Sega and Nintendo once were back when I was mm-hmm. younger. Um, my lad and my girls, uh, as far as I know, Leah, my lad, he's had Xboxes sometimes, but they always go back to PlayStations. Um, is it a big, like, rivalry between the two? Is that something that people pick and choose, or can people play both? Is it a WWE again? People can always play both. That it, this is certainly another kind of manufactured war. Uh, but these are the these are essentially the, the Nintendo and, and Sega from uh, twenty years ago. Okay. Um, Sony have been uh, winning the war for the last three, four generations. Uh, but it, the the winner is the is the gamers because the, it's pushed for competition. I'm, I am firmly in Sony's uh, corner. Um, since I've had every single PlayStation that's been released, and I've just never got on with the the, the control pad of, of the Xbox. I think it's just too big, too wieldy. Uh, but I'm not. I don't hate the Xbox. I just it just never interested me. Uh, I always like the the exclusives on Sony. So, uh, but I do give Matt grief for being a an Xbox. Uh, in terms of Apple, uh, that's a different thing. Uh, Apple really grand me um, because they have uh, developed this uh, this mindset that Apple products are the very best, and they're not. They really are not. Uh, build wise, they uh, uh, they look good. They're really well designed, um, uh, but the minute you look at one, you'll break the screen. <laughs> uh, and then they've, they've, they've fashioned this this mindset that uh, once you're plugged into their their ecosystem, it's hard to to get out because all your all your products sync together. But Android and Windows do that a hell of a lot anyway. So uh, that's kind of like a uh, a myth that they're selling you on. And the other thing is that they will bring out a new product every year, and it will have the the tiniest kind of uh, upgrade yeah. on the last product. Um, and they'll sell it as something that's new and, and amazing and only Apple can do it, when in reality they're about three to four years behind the the the, the race for technology that the Androids are. The, I mean, if you want bleeding-edge uh, technology like the latest and greatest like ideas, you, you should be an Android uh, user. Uh, but if you want the, the ease, and this is something I'll, I'll praise Apple for, is the ease of use. Um, Apple have got you cornered. Uh, but the, the main thing is that Apple sell you a brand, they sell you a badge, uh, and that's what makes their products more expensive. It's not necessarily the technology inside, which is behind the times. It's you're buying into a brand. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. See, I've always had um, Samsung phones ever since I started having a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I had an iPod. And when I was at work and on, you could connect to the Wi-Fi and so on, I could use, it was basically like a phone without the option to phone. You could do everything else on it. And I never really got on with how to use it. So I just went back to the Samsung stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sharon has recently got an iPhone after being Samsung for years and years. Yeah, there you go in the chat saying she's an Apple wanker. <laughs> uh, we call them sheeple. 
Uh, okay, right. But she's she's loving it. She's she's um you know, enjoying using it. again. She always always Samsung before that. So um, it's quite interesting. That, that's, an, that's another bugbear that I have. Um, people, uh, if you are not an Apple user, uh, the, uh, the 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 kind of mindset is that you must be a Samsung user because uh, Android and Samsung are so intertwined. Uh, they're not. They're really, really not. Uh, Samsung uh, uh, just use the, uh, the Android software. They're another company who are who are quite behind the times in terms of uh, the bleeding edge technology. Uh, they wait for the, some of the smaller Android user uh, base companies to to bring out technology. And what they do is they buy the rights or buy the patents off off that company, and then uh, you'll see that going to their their next generation of forms. Um, but yeah, it, that's uh, something that grabs me. That where people I'll say, oh, have you got an Apple phone? They'll go, no. Uh, oh, well, you must have a Samsung. Right, uh, okay. No. I mean, currently I do have a Samsung, so I'm I'm really uh, <laughs> taking the piss there. But um, but Android is massive compared to, to just Samsung. Okay. I, I just like the Samsung. I, I know how to use it. Yeah. So that's a big thing for me. I don't want to be dipping and that, and changing to this they, or changing to that. That's what they sell you on, the, the ease of use, the ease of mm. transfer. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we have a bit more from Dan Griffin on Twitter. He says, video game-wise, he's very much a Sony pony. He would always pick PlayStation unless it's ridiculously more expensive. Uh, phone-wise, Apple, purely because I had an iPod back in the day and everything is already there and easily synced. So I suppose that kind of backs up what you were saying, Magsy, with regards to selling the ease and so on yeah. uh, of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Anya, uh, in the chat, um, Apple is more practical for my demographic. It is. It's a, an Apple phone is is a status symbol. If you don't have an Apple phone, you you're a, you you're looked at as less than. Um, so it's mm. it's it's the brand that you're buying. You're buying the brand of Apple. Uh, okay. Well, there we go. That concludes everything we've got on Twitter from everyone today, Max. Um, what about yourself? You know, you might have covered a couple already, but what about yourself? Anything in particular that uh, you would refuse to buy or anything that you are particularly loyal to? Yeah, a couple of odd foibles. Obviously, bubbly chocolate, I will never buy that uh, <laughs> as long as I shall live. But uh, I'm weird for Cravendale milk. Um, I think that their their milk is just absolutely far superior to any other milk that you can get. Um, and this house will always be a Branston's Beans house. Um, and all you can get Hans and, and uh, whatever company's HP, but this house will, will forever stay a Branston's Beans house. So those are the couple. I mean, Sony, I'll stick with um, KFC, um, um uh, overlap McDonald's and, and and Burger King stuff like that, but yeah, um, those are, are the the main ones that I'm brand loyal with. The beans one, I can get on board with. Well, I say I can get on board with. I I, I will eat Heinz and so on. Yeah, there we go. Sharon it's, in the chat already. Yes, so to Branston's. I mean, we used to eat Heinz beans before Branson's became a, a big thing. And then comparing the difference, the the brand, the Heinz beans, they taste so sweet, like really kind of sugary in the sauce, and it's really watery. Uh, Branson's is just, yeah, it's phenomenal. Really thick tomato-flavoured sauce, uh, like firm beans. Yeah, they, they're perfect for me. I love them. Good and a toasty as well, mate. 
Yeah, beans in a tortilla, you're dashing with death. No, because you squeeze all the juice out, don't you? And then you just spoon in a little bit with your cheese and your jalapeno peppers and your ham. Good. Yeah, me, that makes sense, but any time I've done it, it's it's it, you, you're always taking that risk. Is, am I going to bat and this is going to burn my lips off? Yeah, but if that's up, if, if if that happens to your toaster, you have a knife and fork. Look. Okay, that, then what's the point of having a toast? You might as well just have beans on toast. No, because that's not the same thing, is it? <laughs> well, it is because it's beans it's and bread. It's not because you've got ham and cheese and jalapenos and all that in it as well. Can you not put them in your beans before you put them on your toast? No. Because why, why would you put cheese in your beans? That, that's che- not... Cheesy beans. Is that a thing? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can put it on the top of your beans once you've plated up. Yeah, I've done that. So then but I'll always it. have a toasty rather than something on toast. Feels to hard. hold in your hand, yeah. To but no, not to to no. eat with a knife and fork and a napkin. <laughs> this is delicious. oh no, I don't sit there like you know, like I don't I don't sit at the dinner table all suited and booted to eat my toasty. It's not that way, but I have a knife and fork. Oh, just oh eat yeah, yeah, look at this toasty. More, more, more. <laughs> Sharon, oh, yeah. pass the vinaigrette, please. <laughs> Oh, for goodness sake, you're such a jackass. <laughs> oh, dear. What have we got in the chat then, Magsy, before we move on to a bit of wrestling? Yeah, so um, Sharon saying that she uh, um, it was was firmly Samsung before she jumped to the, the sheeple train um, and that she only got an iPhone because it was a better contract and her dad bought her a MacBook for her 40th. I, I can't even believe that she's 40. It's, it's shocking. I wished I looked that good when I was 40. Um, <laughs> that's that's absolutely amazing. Sharon also agreeing uh, that yes to uh, to yeah, Branston. We want on so our cupboard. I think we've got about six tins maybe in the cupboard, and, and that's law for us. Surprised the wife hadn't gone on a on a shopping trip to to build up the supplies. Um, so then we've got Dan uh, giving you some grief about uh, beans. Said I, I ordered some baked beans uh, with bacon as a side at a barbecue place in New York City once. They were sweeter than most chocolate bars and just found yeah, sweet beans are horrific. And also, have you never been to Greg's? Uh, of course, cheesy beans are a thing. Oh, Please. yeah. Do you know what's really stupid as well? Like, really stupid. I've actually you said that. That well, you said that, cheese and yeah. beans. Cheese and yeah. beans are a thing. How? Yeah, no, yeah. But what's what really is stupid this is witchcraft. I, I did the food shop in this week and I ordered, <laughs> you ordered cheesy bean pasty. No, I ordered cheesy <laughs> bean pasty things similar to what you get at Greg's. So they're literally sat in my freezer right now and I paid for them. So, of course, I'd, what am I doing? What am I thinking of? Yeah, I, I don't know sometimes. I, I, I ask my, that, myself that question on a weekly basis. It's all the fumes and stuff that i got to deal with at work now with all the chemicals for cleaning and stuff. It's messing my head, mate. And Sharon, this is a, a, a golder. We had an argument about this the other day because I wanted cheese on toast and he said, I should have had a toaster. Cheese on toast and a toaster are not the same thing. No. But toasters are better. That's why I said, should have a toasty. No. I, I, cheese on toast is better than a toaster. No way. Come on, man. I'm not having that. Crispy cheese. Yeah. Over melted 
sloppy cheese. No. Yeah, but the malted sloppy cheese, right, is the inside malted, really, the mal- malted <laughs> sloppy cheese is inside the crispy bread, isn't it? With but other stuff you, too. Yeah, but then you get the crispy cheese on a piece of crispy bread, aka toast. Well, as long as it don't go cold. Oh, <laughs> <Lord>, man! <laughs> I'm surprised you have any taste bud left on your on your tongue. Just everything has to be eaten as quick as possible before it gets to room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. My wife there as well saying there, Magsy, she loves you. I mean, I don't blame her. I am amazing. Dickhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh. then. Shall we talk a little bit of wrestling, Magsy? I mean, we might as well. That's what we're here for. Yeah, um, we are a wrestling show. Let's, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> he still looks so weird with your hair. <laughs> Rude. I'm gonna turn my mark I'm gonna turn my camera off now. So I'll deal with that now. An orange bottle of Jameson's instead. It's like pulsating when you talk as well. That's quite cool. Oh. It's a I'm talented, that's why. So if I turn my mic off, what do I become? Not my an mic. Orange, my, my an orange bottle of Jameson's. Do I? That's the default. Oh, okay. <laughs> Says a lot about our show, I suppose. <laughs> and as Dan in the chat says, tuck in, get your hot chocolate, get your cold toast and, and non-melted butter, or make yourself a quick <laughs> toaster. Um, it is time for a story. It's a bit late for a toasty, Max. You've got to be responsible. You know, all that fatty cheese and jalapeno peppers, kind of you having that at gone cheese 10 o'clock Cheese before bedtime, yeah, cheese before bedtime. Not yeah. a good idea. I'm not allowed pepper, like the hot spicy peppers like after a certain time of night because it makes me cough in the night. Okay. I thought, like I'm gonna gonna throw it. I thought you were going to go the other way, that it makes uh, it pungent. Oh, no, no, no. Well, maybe. Are. I don't know. <laughs> you are anyway. eating peppers in this room again. I can crack <laughs> the window. <laughs> uh, Maxie, your choice won the poll again. I know. Shocking. What's that? Three in a row? I don't it's know, a, mate. I don't know. It's I'm almost like they, they want us to watch terrible matches. Well, I'm beginning to think people just don't like WCW. I mean, did anyone really like WCW? Me. I, I like no. WCW. I watched um, Starcade 97 the other morning with Charlie. That was awesome. Well, had Charlie been Norton needed to uh, feel the error of their ways. No, she enjoyed it. She said she doesn't like bad guy Hulk Hogan, but Sting looked cool. So there we go. But this was not a WCW event because my choice of one of the best moments on Monday Nitro ever got ignored again. Come on, people. Wake up. What won was No Mercy 1999, but from the UK, because in 1999, there's actually two No Mercy mags, wasn't there? Yes, uh, I think this was the very first No Mercy, mm. and then um, uh, WWE or WF at the time decided to to make it a regular thing. Uh, but yeah, this was the the genesis of the the No Mercy brand, I suppose. Yeah, and it's one of those pay per view names that I, I I always you know I've always liked. I always think you know Judgment Day, Armageddon. They they make me think of certain great memories from from the wwe or wwf in the past mm-hmm. you know yeah 
rather than getting stuff like Great Balls of Fire or whatever. Yeah. These are proper pay-per-view names to me. Yeah, and, and they're not the gimmick match ones. You can have any kind of match on it because uh, mm. they're not linked to a, a certain style of match. And this one was popular enough that it got uh, its own brand of uh, WWF, WWF video game, uh, one of the, the, the most revered uh, versions of a WWF game. I think it was on the N64 and everybody. I think there's still tournaments for it now. Uh, for WF No Mercy, uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's gone uh, gone by the wayside now. I don't think we see a lot of uh, No Mercy anymore. But yeah, I, I always uh, thought the name was was pretty cool. I think an N sixty four is probably you know talking about playstations and consoles and whatnot earlier on. I think N sixty four was the last computer that I played semi regularly because my kid oh. brother had an N sixty four, so That's I used like to play the wrestling game with it. Sorry, That's like the mid nineties. Mm. Oh well, the game that I play on a re- on a weekly basis, like on well, nightly basis, some weeks, the Championship Manager game that I adore, that turned twenty years old this week, Max. What that your actual edition of it? Yeah, yeah, twenty years old this week. I I, I like the 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 football managers, the current ones. Uh, I'll certainly be buying Football Manager twenty two, but the classics mm. just hold a special place in my heart. Champ- I had an Xbox. I had an Xbox, like the original black the block big, with a green the green bit big on it. Huge one, yeah. Yeah, because you could get the, the championship manager I play now, that's 20 years old. The next one you could get on the Xbox. Okay. And I bought an Xbox for 30 quid from like secondhand shop in town. Bought that was game. It, was it any good? It was all right. I, I didn't realize until um, the end of it that the memory, or for whatever reason, I'm guessing it's memory, I'm not sure, but. It would only let you play twenty seasons and then just stops. Oh wow! So you could—it's the first ever championship manager game that you could finish. Well, yeah, it just stops and that's that, really. You know, so that was a bit frustrating. But it takes a long time to get to twenty seasons anyway. But it's like you know, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he, he won't even try a newer champ manager. Safi's chain. You know, you can get it on your phone. Yeah, I know. Uh, that'd be deadly. I'll lose my job and all sorts of money. I'll be sat there. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have tried newer ones. I had Championship Manager 3 and I had 4. I think I still got them, um, but I just didn't get on with it. They're, they're still not new. They're still very, very old. Yeah, but they're newer. Yeah, they're newer than the ye olde Championship Manager that you've got. 2001-2002 season. <laughs> Manchester United have just signed Ruud van Nistelrooy in it, mate. It's great. <laughs> I'll always uh, say that Champ Manager Italia uh, on the original Amiga was, will always oh, be yeah. my favourite. So damn good. I yeah. used to always be Fiorentina who were in Serie B at the time. You could steal Eric Cantona from, from Leeds for about half a million and he would win you that, that Serie B in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, and then it would be absolutely amazing the next season. Um, so, yeah, that I could play all the time. Mm, yeah, they were good. My mate had an Amiga, and he had the um, uh, Lemmings game for it as well. The amount of time okay. spent on Lemmings, yeah, that was great. I liked that. That was a good game, Lemmings. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because you could essentially just play loads and loads of copy games. Yeah. Because you just you just copied the discs. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we are a wrestling podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) 
So Magsy's Choice was the main event from No Mercy 99, the UK show, the first No Mercy of all time. Um, the main event was a triple threat match between Stone Cold Steve Austin, the current reigning WWF champion, mm-hmm. Triple H and The Undertaker, who were both part of the corporate ministry at the time. Yes. Um, I've never seen this pay-per-view, Max. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Really? Yeah. So before we get into the match, what was your overall thoughts on on, on the pay-per-view? Because for me, this was this was the, the corporate ministry show. It was yeah. pretty much everything was corporate ministry. They were involved in outside, I think, the, the opener, which was uh, <laughs> the Gilbert still makes me laugh Gilbert, to this yeah. day. The the How they had the brass neck to, to take the piss out of Goldberg. So, so much with Gilbert is, is unreal. But uh, aside from that, I think they're involved in pretty much every single match. Yeah. Um, maybe, oh no, I don't think they were involved in the Blackman and Draws match, but um, yeah, they're pretty much involved in in all of the all the matches by them, I think. Yeah, and, and they're basically the first thing you see as well. They come out first on the pay-per-view, don't they? Shane McMahon starts talking. And they're effectively the last thing you see. The main event finishes, and it's very much Shane McMahon, Triple H, and so on in the ring there as well. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's really dominated by the corporate ministry there. But it was a really, you know, a really hot, strong storyline at the time, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, that that was the the biggest storyline uh, in running through WF at, at that time, and um, they were making enemies left, right, and centre to the point where I think Mankind, uh, I think was it Boss Man, um, Ken Shamrock, and I want to say Hacksaw were, were part of a group called the Union, uh, which were, yeah. were were trying to take down the corporate ministry. But they they essentially had enemies left, right, and centre. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and they were involved in every title scene, every storyline, every match. Of this show, you know, and, and many, many others. Um, this was broadcast from Manchester, uh, the MEN Arena, and it looked great, didn't it? Absolutely rammed. The seats seemed a real quite quite a steep angle, which I think made it look really sort yeah. of compact. If you've never been to a show at the MEN Arena, it's very, very steep. The the nosebleeds are really are nosebleeds. Uh, you're right up in in the rafters. It's uh, it, yeah, the, it's incredibly steep, and and the crowd are, are on top of each other almost. So, with it, like I said, with it being a, a compact arena, uh, it, the energy in there and and the and the the, the kind of uh, buzz from the crowd, you could really feel it. I, I bet that ring was shaking with uh, with when the the fans were were cheering. It it, it looked like a cool event to me. I've been to a few events uh, for WWE uh, uh, MEN, and it's always a brilliant atmosphere. So going to a, essentially a pay per view there, um, yeah, I bet it would have been awesome. Yeah, okay, I've never been there. Um, but then I've never been to a WWE event, to be honest, so I've got nothing to compare it to, I guess. Um, this, though, did it seemed like it was the, the maybe it is that, that sort of atmosphere, the, the build of the stadium or something, but it almost sounded like the the, the ring was, was mic'd differently, watching the main event, the sound of when people were taking the bumps and even just running the ropes. It didn't sound like what I'm used to. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, I mean, I didn't really pick up on a, on a lot, but I can I can understand uh, your meaning. Um, I mean, so I suppose logistically, they, they they probably didn't have a ring in the UK, so they perhaps had to rent one or maybe borrow one from another company. Uh, so the whole setup might have been different to what they normally would put on in a, in a US show. 
uh, perhaps. So, but yeah, I don't think I re- I really picked up on a on a huge difference. Mm, okay. Um, so, what what did you think of the match, the Max? Looking back, when was the last time you saw this? Like for me, like I said, first time. So it's been a hell of a long time. I don't think uh, I've watched this since it aired. I can't remember going back to to watch this match. Um, and kind of like last week's, I don't think it's aged particularly well. No. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the storyline. Uh, and whenever you've got two members of the same faction uh, in a triple threat where they can uh, essentially pin each other, you're always going to have that kind of uh, uh, looking over your shoulder. Um, and any match with Austin in, I'm, I'm, I'm already kind of fully invested. But... Mm. To, to watch it from a critical point of view, it was it was incredibly basic. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, we start off um, with the, the heels, I guess, making their entrances. Um, Triple H's theme. I, I'm massive, massive Motorhead fan. I love Triple H's Motorhead themes. But every time I hear his pre-Motorhead theme, I think, oh, that was a great yeah. tune, wasn't it? My time, yeah. So really yeah. good green tune. Yeah, really good. And, and um, all the way through the show, you heard all a lot of different versions. The the ministry versions of a, of a lot of these people's entrance music, I thought absolutely banged. Um, like Shane McMahon's um, No Chance in Hell ministry version, thought that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the the music in this show definitely. Yeah. Um, then that glass shatters and the place just goes batshit crazy, doesn't it? And that, mm-hmm. that to me, I mean, people talk about um, the, the road warrior pop as being a, a term used in the business, isn't it? You know, for me, the, the Austin pop, because the glass shattering is like a, a flick of the switch to the crowd mm-hmm. and they just go, don't they? And you see it so many times in so many different venues, so many different arenas, so many different shows. It's always that same crazy reaction, Mags, isn't it? Yeah, and and just to to link to a change in uh, attitude, we've actually just covered uh, "Buried Alive," which okay. is the the f- very first time you actually hear the glass shatter music from from Stone Cold Steve Austin, and yeah, it, it brings back memories. It, it's it's instantaneous. I mean, there's, there's people's theme music who uh, you kind of gravitate to the minute you hear the the very first bar of it. Uh, Daniel Bryan, um, CM Punk, um, Austin, The Rock. Um, these kind of theme tunes that that you instantly looking towards the 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 rampway to to see the big star come out because yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's just uh, synonymous with him now, isn't it? Mm, yeah definitely um there's a big deal made all the way through the show really and especially during the match from jim ross on commentary about this being uh anything goes no dq and so on i thought all triple threat matches were effectively no dq no i think the 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 rules and chain kind of uh in the opening promo um assigns it he's i, th- I think he says he doesn't quite say no hold barred and jim ross has to has to kind of correct him uh, but yeah, he, he makes it no holds barred. But no, I think there are meant to be rules. I just I think the the no holds barred is is the one that gets used the most, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, it takes a little while for the the three competitors to make it to the ring. They're battling in the oil. They're battling towards the crowd. Um, the Undertaker hits choking each other with yeah. with what um, I think are meant to be cables, but look like thick rubber bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Undertaker hits Austin with some of the worst 
uh, belt shots I think I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan. That you need to go and check them out at the beginning of this match. Just to, I, I I can't explain how bad these were. <laughs> I think I think all the way through this match, the 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 punches uh, and 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 the kicks and and the 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 throat thrust from from Undertaker, he does that quite a few times in this match. They they all look phoned in. They all look mm. really weak. Uh, I don't know whether this was a kind of a, a grueling tour for for WWF, but yeah, this this match looks slow and plodding, and and it, it does look phoned in. It's, I, yeah. don't, I don't think I can say it any clearer than that. It, it looks a very phoned in match. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, there's there's a few odd moments as well. Like we said, those, those belt shots were pretty atrocious. There's a moment where a, a steel chair becomes in, involved and Earl Hebner, the referee decides to stop Triple H using it, but it's okay yeah. for Austin. Yeah. That, that comes uh, quite near uh, going towards the end. Uh, this, essentially all the way through the, the match, we see a lot of double teaming between uh, um, Undertaker and Triple H to, to beat down Austin, but Austin is, he's the great white hope. So he's able to fend these off over and over and over again, which it ends up looking a little bit unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, where you see, for instance, he'll be again attacked by Triple H and he'll he'll, he'll knock Triple H down. But you'll see Undertaker in in the in the the back of the the ring waiting for his time to to attack rather than attacking when Austin isn't looking. Um, mm. So there was a lot of telegraphing, and uh, there's there's sometimes when they're on the outside and and Austin's um, throws the Undertaker back into the ring, and Triple H kindly waits for Austin to to finish before he attacks Austin and and slams him into the ring. Says they were. Again, it, it just felt so phoned in. You could hear the the wrestlers talking between each yeah. other, uh, which is a. I know it, you have to do that because you, it's so hard to to kind of uh, memorize every step of every match. So you have to really kind of like uh, work together as as, uh, uh, as part of the team. But when you when you're hearing it uh, clear as crystal over over the audio, it it, it kind of um, it it kind of ruins the mystique of it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of it from, I think all three competitors here as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot going back and forth, back and forth. Um, eventually the Undertaker and Triple H are semi working together. They have this kind of, um, this kind of a uh, teaming up aspect of, of them being in the same stable, but it's not quite concrete. Eventually the inevitable happens and they turn on each other and start and start throwing punches to each other and so on. Um one of the best moments of the match, and I suppose it does show how uh how this match is, but one of the best moments of the match for me, Magzi, was when you saw Paul Bearer and China on the outside looking like they're gonna square off and Paul Bearer does his best Bruce Lee impression and throws some crazy martial arts shapes. <laughs> that tickled me. That really got me. And 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 that um, was really the the only time you see Paul Bearer be that into the match. Um, mm. he, he's essentially just hanging around the side of the ring for 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 long periods. China has a little bit more involvement when we get uh, when we get towards the end. But yeah, um, the the parts where the the Undertaker and uh, Triple H start turning on each other, I think that starts when uh, Triple H shoves Taker. Um, uh, sho- shoves Austin into a taker, I think, uh, going for a, a, um, a choke slam. 
uh, and he ends up being crotched on 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 the ring post, and that leads to them kind of brawling. But every time one of them wanted to get the pin, the other one obviously want to be champion, so they they kind of upset the pin. Uh, yeah, and it, it it just led to ridiculous uh, shenanigans, I suppose. Yeah, and we get, um, I suppose, uh, the the one that the moment in the match that kind of summarizes the whole thing for me, and how clunky and how off it it kind of feels. Um, there's a series of moves where the, the competitors they go for a stunner, then a pedigree, and then that's countered into a choke slam. Um, and it is like you said, Magsy, waiting around for the next moment. Mm-hmm. It seems timing is off. It seems like I said, I suppose I, I can't think of any other way to describe it other than clunky. It just kind of doesn't go. Yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't go smoothly. I guess. And and that that sequence that that you you're talking about could have looked really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. With Austin going for a stunner, then countering the tombstone, which then leads into the pedigree. That could if if it was done smoothly. Uh, and on another day, I dare say that they could have pulled this off really well. But like I said, it, it felt forced. It felt uh, plodding, uh, and you it felt clunky. That was a great way of yeah. describing it. Yeah, um, we then get. If effectively a mini war rumble, I think, because it seems, I mean, if anyone in Manchester wanted to go nick some decent, you know, wrestling gear or some wrestling boots or whatever, now's the time to do it because the locker rooms have emptied. Everyone in the back <laughs> is at the front. You know, yeah, well, I mean, that whole segment starts from I think Austin. Um, he stuns Taker. Mm, Triple H yeah. makes the save, then Triple H gets the stunner, and that's when the corporate ministry all pile out and start beating the shit out of uh, out of Austin. And then um, X Pac and Kane, who've been involved with uh, with uh, the corporate ministry uh, and the Brood, all come out to to make the save. Uh, Mankind comes down as well. So yeah, it's 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 a free for all essentially. Yeah, um, everyone's fighting with each other. Uh, and and it kind of all then drifts away from the ring, doesn't it? It's the fighting that these these people are all making a run in the, the sort of melee, I guess, drifts off towards the the back again. Yeah, and and they um, they kind of magically take the Undertaker with them, who yeah. really should be concentrating <laughs> on this match, but he's kind yeah. of like involved in this melee going to the back, which leaves Austin versus uh, Triple H essentially for for a singles match. Uh, Trips uh, takes the, the 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 impetus at the at the beginning. We see China come in, and <sighs> Triple H has has Austin like kind of in a in a half Nelson or full Nelson in the corner. Um, then China could easily have just clobbered Austin, but she then decides to do a backflip. Yeah, for, for for some weird reason, she had she literally had Austin face to face. She all she had to do was hit him. She does a backflip. Um, Austin's able to break out. She takes the worst stunner uh, that I mean, <laughs> probably worse than Vince McMahon. Uh, she does not take a good stunner at all. Um, Trips uh, then gets a stunner, and then we we get the win. Um, Austin uh, picks up the victory, but that's not the end of it. Um, we get not another, for a while, is it? No, <laughs> it's a good ten minutes. And for me, this is actually the best part of this whole match. This is yeah. where I was the most entertained. Um, so um, Shane uh, is is he's trying to break up the pin. Uh, he's unable to. Austin rolls off uh, of Triple H after the win. Spot Shane. Shane tries to leg it. Uh, gets halfway up the ramp. 
X-Pac's there, essentially throws him back into the ring. Shane gets stunned about 10 times, perhaps, in this match. I mean, <laughs> there's literally everybody gets stunned. Um, but we get the the, the, the typical Austin where he uh, is throwing beer cans around and passing them to uh, X-Pac. X-Pac does the Bronco Buster on China, Triple H and Shane. Um, Earl Hebner gets involved. Yeah, he, he's he loving it, isn't he? Oh, he, he he doesn't even do the whole kind of a throwing the beer on your face and letting it all spill over. He drinks it because he thinks maybe this is the only Steve Wiser I'm ever going to get. But he the, gets up on the middle rope and he's throwing his arms in the air at one oh, stage. He's absolutely loving yeah. it. Um, and then we we essentially end where uh, Triple H um, is he's been. Um, He's basically being brought to his feet by uh, Austin and um, X-Pac. They all want to make friends. Austin gives him a beer. They all uh, clink the cans together. And Triple H gets another stunner. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It's such yeah. that end. That's a great way to send a, uh, a, a house your home uh, happy. It's, it's, it's so entertaining. It's just a pity we have to go through a plodding, phoned-in yeah. match to, to get there. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. It'd be interesting to hear your rating then, Magsy, I suppose, out of 10. Um, the ending, like you said, is good fun. Mm-hmm. There's some big names involved here. The Austin pop is great, but the match itself, bell to bell. What would you give it, mate? What would you give it? I, I mean, encompassing it all, uh, the, the, the whole kind of storyline going into the match, um, the 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 competitors in in there are elite level. These are these are uh, three wrestlers who are vying for spots uh, on the the Mount Rushmore wrestling. There's absolutely no two ways about that. But this was not none of them had their best night at the at the no. office in this match. Um, so if we we if we uh, calling it just on the match, it's it's not the worst thing we've seen. Uh, we, we've certainly watched worse, but it's certainly not among the very best things that we've seen. So it's it's the lower side of the of middle of the road. So if I was just to go off the match, I'd probably say a four. Uh, but throwing in that uh, that uh, entertaining uh, five to ten minutes at the end, the fact that Earl Hebner gets involved, the amount of stunners, the way that the crowd gets sent home happy, I, I can't rag on it too much. So I'm, I'm going to bump it up a little bit. I'm going to give it a five. Uh, see i can rag on it i'm going for (laughs) (laughs) um i I always use previous matches i suppose as the benchmark as to where i'm going to go with the ratings and the biggest one to me that always stands out is our very very first show all their many many weeks months ago magsy and it was the straight jacket steel cage match between booker t and steve austin we both gave that a five. To me, that's kind of where my my benchmark is, lower and up and down from there. I think I would rather go back and watch Booker T. Steiner in a straight jacket steel cage match than this again. I mean, that's fair. I, I understand that point. But entirely. Not only marginally. So if I had a five, kind of thinking this probably goes four for me. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like I said, if I was just looking at the match itself and not the, the added bit on... I would have probably gone for, but I think that that uh, that entertaining uh, uh, stuff with with the Bronco Busters and the Stunners and and uh, and Earl Hebner getting involved that bumped it up a little bit for me. I hate the Bronco Buster. It's a ridiculous move, but it's fun. It's fun to 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 watch someone get dick in the face. I suppose. 
<laughs> you know, there's sites that help you out with that, yeah, on the on on, on the interwebs. You know, <laughs> it's wwe.com/network. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just type in profile X Park. <laughs> oh my god, he's done some videos like that, Annie. Maybe we should be a bit careful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't look up X Pack, and certainly don't look up X Pack in China. No, definitely. Not. Let's move on. We- <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Magzi, where do you want to go next week? So next week, um, as Sam mentioned at the beginning of the show, is uh, the last week before we get into our Halloween. Hopefully, very special. Um, oh yeah. So I want to kind of uh, make sure we set um, set the ball rolling towards those uh, those matches that we'll hopefully be picking for for that Halloween special. So I'm going to kind of preempt um, where where the the kind of match picks will be going, um, and it does actually link to this match. It's not tenuous at all. Two of the people involved in this match are in the match that or are involved in the match that I'm putting forward. Um, so I want to go uh, a little bit fur- uh, further in time. I want to go to uh, the year 2000, WWF Judgment Day. Uh, the main event of that match was uh, Triple H uh, taking on The Rock in a 60-minute Iron Man match for the WWF title. Uh, Shawn Michaels was the guest referee in that match, uh, but it's actually the, the match where... Uh, the Undertaker debuts uh, one of his uh, more divisive uh, mm-hmm. characters, I suppose, the uh, the American badass. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll want to go to uh, Judgment Day from May the 21st of 2000 and Rock versus Triple H uh, for the WF title in a 60-minute Iron Man match. That is good. I, I re-watched that with David Eaton um, probably about five, six months ago now. Going back away because obviously SJP's had a break and it's been a while since we recorded with him as well. Um, that is a good match, that is very good. Mm-hmm. That is what's Dan saying in the chat there. Sorry, it's saying cannot, he ca- cannot in good conscience recommend X Pack and China's forays into cinema. I mean, cinema's a stretch. Uh, I think a lot of it was filmed maybe on phones, uh, but yeah. Yeah, see there we go. Look, that, that's what's great about our little community. That's what's great about our little our little section of the internet here. Our little group of listeners, watchers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. People like Dan Griffin putting their neck on the line, venturing out there and checking out stuff like Xbox <laughs> versus China. He's to doing make sure that none of us work. Yeah, to make sure that the rest of us don't have to. Thanks, Dan. Exactly. I really appreciate you. You keep keeping an eye out for everyone there, mate. I really appreciate that. I know to avoid it now. Um, <laughs> because I was wondering, <laughs> but you saved me. However long that video may be of my life. Um, I'm going to go a few years after that Magsy, actually. And I'm going to take the triple threat, uh, aspect of this match. We've just watched as the link. And I'm going to do something that may be a bit controversial, but we did ask people on Twitter and so on if they would mind looking at a match from this individual, and everyone said no. So I'm just going to test the water, mate. I'm just going to dip my toe in and see how people feel. Another um, win for Max. Yeah, most likely. I would like to go to one of my favourite matches, um, and that's the main event of WrestleMania 20, which was a triple threat match, and that's between one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, Shawn Michaels, 
Triple H, who had his working boots on this evening, he was very, very good. And sadly, Mr. Chris Benoit. Now, we all know how Benoit's life ended, and we all know that that's you know, horrific, terrible, disgusting actions and, and so on. So I don't want to be discussing or covering that, even though it may come up to a point. Um, I want to look at the in-ring performance of WrestleMania 20 using the triple threat aspect of the two matches. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's one of the best triple threat matches I've ever put on. Shawn Michaels, Benoit, Triple H for the for the World Heavyweight Championship, the main event of WrestleMania 20 in Madison Square Garden. That's kind yeah. of where I'm thinking, Magsy. That That's... Um... It's a bold pick. Um, um, I'm one of the kind of people who uh, um, can uh, decompartmentalize uh, Benoit, yeah. the human, from uh, from the the wrestling uh, content that he did, uh, because he was one of the best that, that that ever wrestled. Yes, he he did some absolutely abhorrent things, and we would never ever condone his his actions or his mindset. But taking that part of the person out uh, and and focusing purely on the wrestling, um, he he was one of the the best wrestlers, technical wrestlers to mm-hmm. to enter the square circle. So yeah, um, I would have no problems focusing on Chris Benoit, the wrestler, Chris Benoit, the the talent, um, but Chris Benoit, the person. Uh, I cannot state enough. Uh, he he was a monster. What he yes. did was monstrous, uh, and the, there will be certainly no uh, condoning of his actions from from us here at, uh, at Chain Wrestling. Mm. Exactly, exactly, um, and I, I'm exactly the same. I, I can kind of separate the two, mainly because I've got so many great memories of, of that time frame, 2004. I was a big Benoit fan. His mm-hmm. Rumble win, this match. And then his singles matches with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and so on, uh, his world title run. I, I do try and separate Benoit the wrestler to Benoit the person. Uh, and ultimately, that's the beauty of this this show and the beauty of the concept of this show. If it's not something people are comfortable doing, vote for Mags' choice. Exactly. And there we go. If it is something you're okay looking at or okay hearing us discuss, fine. We can do that and we can have a look at a great wrestling match there. Both options are brilliant, brilliant matches, to be fair. So I'm happy to go either way, Magsy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let the people decide. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, I suppose that brings this evening's antics, your uh, little slice of uh, wonderful chain wrestling Monday night delight to a close, I guess. Very quickly, for anyone who may have missed it earlier or anyone who is wondering the details um, once again, two weeks time, November the 1st, Monday, November the 1st, 9pm UK time. Um, what is it? 4 p.m. Eastern. It works out as I don't know what that is. Central. I so. I'm so sorry. I know, I know <laughs> the clocks go back soon, so the uh, the 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 time difference between us and and the the states will change for a little while. But oh, yeah. that's gonna mess me up. That is when I'm writing, writing the tweets and that. I'll, I'll I'll let you know when the clocks okay. go back. <laughs> we, we go from BST to GMT. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, our Halloween episode, Monday, November the 1st, is going to be a big, super-duper, spectacular, a Halloween special. Um, Magsy and I will be in fancy dress. I hope everyone else will be in fancy dress for Halloween. We're going to be having a Halloween competition. 
where you can win a one-of-a-kind chain wrestling Halloween 2021 champion t-shirt, as well as some other merch, a few badges, pop socket, or loads of other bits and bobs, potentially key rings, all sorts of stuff. Um, lo- lovely bits of, you know, of, of chain wrestling merch available, uh, but the t-shirt is not available. The t-shirt is literally a one-off. And then shortly afterwards, we're going to be looking at actual chain wrestling merch coming out for people. Ooh. But anyway spread the word share the tweets get involved two weeks to sort your costumes out two weeks to dm the pictures in two at podfather mags not the chain wrestling account it's easier if you send them to mags because i don't know how to make them appear on the screen and all this <laughs> technical goodness because he would literally just be holding up his phone and going look at I this one <laughs> that is exactly what i would do that is exactly what i would do um my good lady there saying who's doing the key ring you um <laughs> no two ways about it it is you you're um, responsible <laughs> my wife honestly I, I know i sing her praises a great deal but i really want to stress this point there's so much in recent weeks that chain wrestling has that she does behind the scenes that you see the the, non, the non-wrestling topic um sign on twitter i suppose the sort of typed out image the logo with your non-wrestling topic on it that's all my wife um any merch and so on my wife's having a big part in uh, putting together and so on for us um she makes stuff she's not only a talented writer but she creates stuff with um the the epoxy resins and so on uh, phone holders all sorts of stuff absolutely amazing a brilliant amazing talented lady i'm incredibly incredibly lucky and i'm incredibly lucky that she's you know, sort of behind the scenes on chain wrestling, because I'll be honest, Maxie, after stuff, I wouldn't have very clear. You know? <laughs> Absolutely the same, mate. She's, she's very much an unsung hero of, of this show, uh, and we adore her for... for for doing all the logistics, all the stuff in the in the background to to make this bigger and better than we ever could have thought it would be, and and uh, along with with Sharon, I've again I say week and week and week out. You guys in the chat, you guys on Twitter, you guys who, who watch on, uh, listen along back on, on the audio, you're amazing. You are absolutely yeah. amazing. You blow us away every week. Every single week, it gets bigger and better. You uh, you uh, always keep us entertained with your stories. You, um, you're an integral part of the show, and I really hope that you all uh, get involved for Halloween uh, and we can give give back a little bit to, to you guys for, for being so amazing from from the start when we just did the audio to the the nervous um uh, kind of jump to to live audio <laughs> which uh you, you've had our backs you're absolutely mm. amazing um we 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 massively massively appreciate you yeah 100 percent. I, I completely echo those thoughts um Maxi, where can everybody find you online my friend well you can find me online down here down here and if you're listening to audio that's at podfather mags on the old twitter sphere uh in terms of content i'm on radio techers pretty much every show that they put out because i am uh i am a whore for this channel (laughs) for this network no i absolutely love it this uh this this team we've got gathered on radio techers has been absolutely amazing and there's so much more to come i mean you've got a um, yours and Betty's um, uh, project about Quantum Leap dropping very, very soon. I'm so excited about that. We've got Matt Willis uh, with the volley. Uh, we've got the the watch-alongs. We've got Ori and Ray and uh, Chris all involved. Hopefully some some stuff we, 
with our young Conrad Newton coming up in the in the pipeline. It's a, a an exciting time, so yeah. get on board with Radio Tech. Is definitely coming. Uh, give us a sub. Uh, hit that notification button uh, so you don't miss anything uh, from us guys. But yeah, you can you can find me on the Twitters. Uh, give me a follow. I'll happily follow back and uh, get involved. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SJP Words. Uh, most importantly, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Um, not that I have any idea how that works, but we've got a TikTok. Uh, they're all exactly the same at chain underscore wrestling. Um, Max, TikTok, every time I go on it, it just seems like there's loads of girls dancing. I'm not objecting to this. You know, not lots of lasses dancing around. It's great stuff. But I'm assuming there's more to it than that. So I'm going to have to do a bit of research and look into it. Aura is is your go-to for TikTok and TikTok trends. She's... Okay. Or Josh Josh Robinson. Okay. But yeah, it, 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 it seems to be the new cool hip thing. I have a TikTok account. I don't think I've ever posted a video on there. Um, you mean there's yeah, no videos it, of you dancing? I mean, I cannot dance, so there's never going to be any videos of me dancing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely go and check out Chain Wrestling on TikTok. Uh, if if you're into that. Maybe that's where I can post the video of me eating a spoonful of butter and then trying the toast. I mean, you could. That needs to be a thing. Mm, yeah, so there we go. Chain Wrestling, at Chain underscore Wrestling on TikTok, but also Instagram, Facebook, and most importantly, on twitter um we have a few people saying thanks for a great show again guys thanks for another great week thank you honestly thank oh. you for coming thank yeah. you for tuning oh. in we are just the 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 mouthpieces this is your show so thank yourself yeah exactly exactly um i'm off now to jump on ebay and order magsy a one night in china baseball cap Mags, I'll speak to you next week, my friend. I will wear that baseball cap. Bye-bye. <laughs>